0: Hey, what's up guys? Bill Brower here with FMBA Nation. Today I wanted to talk to you and tell you a little bit about Anchor. It is the podcast platform that we use here for FMBA Nation, and it is probably the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. Secondly, there's tons of creation tools that you can use to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also help you with the distribution of your podcast so it can be heard on different types of platforms such as Spotify, Spotify. Apple Podcasts, and more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything that you need to make a podcast and more all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to www.anchor.fm to get started. This is Bill Brower, thank you again. We are live from the 2019 FNBA September Convention here at the Golden Nugget in Atlantic City, New Jersey. I'm honored today to be joined by Dr. Dennis O'Neill. He's the Deputy United States Fire Administrator. Doctor, uh, thank you very much for joining me and uh, taking a couple minutes out of your day to sit down and talk. Uh, as many of us know, Dr. O'Neill is gonna be retiring this year and uh, he's had a long and a uh, lucrative career in the United States uh, Fire Administration. Um, tell us a little bit about what the United States Fire uh, Administration does for those uh, that are listening, uh, if they don't have any idea what, what it is that, that they do.
1: Bill, the two things that most people know the United States Fire Administration for is uh, the National Fire Academy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we train about 140,000 uh, firefighters around the country. Uh, in residence in Emmitsburg, Maryland, uh, through every state training system, for example here in New Jersey with Kent Nicewinder, and online. Um, if you are uh, someone who's looking to advance your career, uh, certainly the National Fire Academy should be one of those stops. Mm-hmm. The premier management programs that we have are, the first one is a managing officer program, which is a two-year program, and that's for lieutenant captain, battalion chief, and then our executive fire officer program, which is kind of like battalion chief, deputy chief, chief of department. But you almost, outside of New Jersey, which is a civil service system, uh, it's almost impossible to get a chief's job anywhere in this country without your EFO certificate. That's the premier. We have a number of courses online, and, uh, and that's pretty much what most people know us for. The second thing that they know us for is, uh, we are the uh, managers of the National Fire Incident Reporting System. Uh, we have 25,000 fire departments around the country reporting 28 million fire department wow. responses a year. Wow. Uh, we use that data. It takes a while to get the data in. Sure. Uh, but um, we help departments with training, with with uh, making sure that their reports are accurate. And uh, some great stories. I was just telling the uh, audience that the uh, Philadelphia Fire Department, our neighbor next door, um, was improved their use and collection of data and used the data to add five engine companies, two ladder companies, and two battalion chiefs. And in an old city like Philadelphia, in a contained city like Philadelphia, that's never heard of, mm-hmm. but that's what data can do.
0: Yeah, I, you know, um, this podcast is uh, something that I have a passion for, but uh, I'm a bit of a tech nerd. And uh, when it comes to collecting, gathering data, and doing something with that data, I've always felt that the fire service uh, in general has always been a couple steps behind uh, the rest of the industries out there with how they gather, how they collect, and what they do with that data. And I've uh, been very intrigued and interested in seeing some of these uh, new companies coming out, software companies that have been using predictive analysis on the data um, and utilizing that in some of the larger city departments. So it's uh, very interesting to see what uh, some of these larger departments, and I'd like to excuse me, I'd like to see some of that uh, progress into the smaller you know, smaller departments, smaller municipalities, uh, because I think that as a whole, the data that we are gathering and collecting from all the reporting and everything else uh, can, can definitely make us more efficient, safer, um, and, and better trained, better equipped firefighters. Bill, you're absolutely right, but all of that, the foundation for all of that
1: is to make sure that the company level officer who's filling out the form is doing accurately yeah. and and uh, and responsibly. Uh, I think we all know, perhaps one or two people who pencil whip the reports. Sure, uh, they take the easy way out because it's the quick way out. And uh, I understand that nobody likes paperwork, mm-hmm. especially firefighters. Uh, but if you go to you know hospitals, the doctors hate paperwork, the nurses hate paperwork, no one likes paperwork. But uh, today. Uh, the city mothers and fathers who are making the political decisions just about how much money you get, how many people you have, what kind of equipment you buy, are more interested in your ability to tell them this story with data.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: if you think that the fire chief is going to go before the city council and say, because babies are going to die if you don't, they don't have a grasp of reality what today is like. Sure. So um, we can help any department that's having trouble W- want some encouragement, need some training, um, we can help them.
0: Great. If somebody wanted to uh, learn more information about the United States Fire Administration, what's a good uh, resource for them to, uh, to, to, to go to?
1: Our home-based webpage is the United States Fire Administration. If you Google it, you'll, it we're the only one in the country. Right. So mm-hmm. um, in that, you can look at, we have four major categories, training, data, research, and uh, pub- pub fire prevention, public education. So um, then, whatever is your interest, and you can just l- link down. I think we do an analysis bill probably about every six months on the use of a web page: who uses it, how frequently, mm-hmm. and and uh, where they're looking. And what we we continually try to do is get our webpages designed or redesigned so that you know you no longer have to you don't have to use any more than three clicks mm-hmm. uh, to get where you want to go.
0: Yeah, that's great. Um, You've had a long career. Um, what are you going to do after <laughs> you're uh, your, your, your fully uh, out and out the door?
1: Yeah, uh, I'd love to go back on a truck in Jersey City, which yeah. is where I started. Uh, uh, I, a couple of companies have reached out to me already, uh, probably going to do some uh, consulting work. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, too, uh, I'm really retiring so that we have a smooth transition mm-hmm. uh, before the presidential election in November. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm still pretty active. I'm in good health, and um, I suspect that uh, Mrs. O'Neill will find something for me to do, <laughs> and which will encourage me to go out of the house and do something. We kid around, she married me for better, or for worse, but not for rich, not for lunch every day. Uh, so, we're going to figure something out
0: today. You, uh, you mentioned uh, your days in Jersey City. Do you have any uh, uh, old war stories or anything <laughs> like that you want to share with us?
1: Well, it was a great ride. I mean, I started out as a truckie, uh, as a Tilleman, the, f- the f- I tell this story often that um, I did 15 years in a ladder company as a firefighter, a lieutenant, and a captain. Mm-hmm. I never got a pint of water out of a pumper in my life. No. Never. Never drove a pumper, <laughs> never operated a pumper. Kind of worked out for me. Yeah. Um, but I, w- I was fortunate that um, uh, I w- the first firehouse that I went to was a, a kind of a bucket of blood neighborhood, and we were very, very busy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I can remember one week, we used to have on the weekends uh, volunteer firefighters from the South Jersey would come up. And uh, they came in on a Friday night and stayed until like Sunday afternoon. And um, we worked, that weekend I was working a Friday night and a Saturday night. And we had had so many fires that um, about 10 o'clock Saturday night they left. They had enough. Really? (laughs) Yeah. uh, I I don't want to mention the department. It was a long time ago. Yeah. um, We just, I, I just, the fires we're just—I mean, cops locked up bad guys, teachers taught school, mm-hmm. and firefighters went to fires. Yeah. And when I got into this job, I was surprised at the organizations that don't have that level of fire experience. Mm-hmm. Right, so, but of course, it's changing. Sure. Uh, the methods and the materials of construction are changing. Uh, the, the increased use of plastics, the mm-hmm. high-temperature fires—these are all things that are, have really changed since I left that. Of
0: my job yeah the dynamics and science and everything behind it really uh, really has done a, a quite a, a flip over the past uh, you know 15 20 years mm-hmm. easy even even earlier than that uh, one thing that that we try and touch on here or uh, raise awareness about is cancer in the fire service mm-hmm. and uh, it's really becoming an ep- epidemic mm-hmm. um, you know you mentioned uh, some of these materials the types of materials that are burning in these buildings now all our direct uh, relations to uh, the increase in cancers, Mm -hmm. different types of cancers. Is uh, the the fire administration doing anything, any kind of research or uh, providing any kind of resources for uh, that specific topic in the fire service? Yeah, Uh,
1: I couldn't, begin to give you the list of things sure. that we're doing. Mm-hmm. But I, I would refer you to our webpage. We mm-hmm. have publications up there already. We're conducting research on PPE. Um, we're working with some of the manufacturers to make sure that, um, you know, we don't have all of the answers right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know a number of the manufacturers have work, are are now or have already uh, developed PPE that deals with the, with the carcinogen issue. Sure. But some very basic things, uh, you know, making sure that your equipment is clean, you're, you know, you're more or less treating yourself, if you're exposed to smoke, you're treating it like a hazmat incident. Mm-hmm. You're going through some level of decon, you're keeping your equipment or your PPE away from the clean area. They're manufacturing vehicles now with clean compartments where you bag things up, you, you're, not, um, you're not contaminating the, the apparatus. Mm-hmm. There's a great video, and it's, it's been around a while, and it's a uh, a group of firefighters. I believe it's uh, women in fire service today. Did it, and, and I don't know if it's still around. Mm-hmm. But what they did was they just uh, put shaving cream all over them, yeah. you know, over their themselves and PPE, the helmets and everything, and as if it was smoke contamination. Mm-hmm. And then they showed what happens when you take your gloves off, when you get on the apparatus, when you load the hose bed, when you put your tools back, when you get in the compartment, yep. when you get back to the fire station. The trail. And it's the shaving cream all over the place. Yeah. And it's so vivid. It's so instructive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure if they look on YouTube someplace, they'll find
0: it. Yeah, I, I, I'm familiar with the video you're talking about. I know okay. there's another one out there where uh, I believe it was UL or NIST did uh, a video with uh, colored powder, like yep. talcum powder, that yep. they uh, did the same concept. In Show yeah. the trail. and Dan Madrakowski is a
1: good friend, and they're yeah. doing some great work mm-hmm. at the UL. Yeah. I mean, uh, Sean DeCrane just came in with them, and, uh, yeah, they're doing great work.
0: Well, listen, doctor, I do appreciate the uh, little bit of time you are able to give to me today for the uh, show. I uh, truly appreciate the hard work and efforts of you and the administration, and uh, congrats on your retirement. Good luck, and Bill, we'll see great. you soon. Thanks so much for Thank the you very much. I talk to you soon. Appreciate it.